the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jennifer-jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women. Well, it's a pleasure to have our guest today. Her name is Mabel Ninen, and she's coming all the way from California, but originally from India. I like Mabel because I love Indian uh, food, Indian people. I have many Christian Indian friends, and it is such a pleasure and an honor to have you with us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor and blessing to be uh, able to serve your guests on the show, your your audience. Yeah. Absolutely. I love how you say that you are a pilgrim of heaven and that you're just passing through, but you've made quite a a bit of journey on earth and we are all on our way to heaven one day, but uh, let's, I want to hear, I want to hear about your struggles. I want to hear, you know, what is it like to be an immigrant? And and many of us, we, um, we can learn so much from you. Oh, thank you. Um, yes, I'm now in uh, California, USA, and I never thought I would be here if I have to go back uh, 15 years. <laughs> I was in India. I was born and raised in uh, a city in India called Hyderabad, which is in the yeah. south of India. And I was raised in a Christian family, so I came to know God at a very early age. Uh, my mom at that time was on fire for God, and so... Uh, she made sure we read our Bible, we had family devotions, and went to church. Uh, and she laid a good foundation uh, for us. And we went to also a, a small neighborhood church. So church was like a second family uh, to us. We all the the families that were part of that church uh, were close to our family. Um, and so I had a very happy. Um, childhood, uh, a very sheltered upbringing, um, and I really loved God. I enjoyed studying His Word. Um, and, you know, during teenage years and in my early 20s, of course, I tested the limits of my <laughs> faith and God's love. Um, but And I did go through a broken relationship, and that really um, made me cling closer to God. And if I were to look back, I see that as one of the big uh, spiritual turning points in my life. And as a single woman, I decided to just give my life to God. And I told him, you know, I don't know when I get married or what uh, the future holds for me, but I want to serve you, God, with all that I have. And um, and that's what I did. I just became, uh, I think, very busy in youth ministry, um, and I enjoyed serving God that way. And it was at our youth group that I met my husband. His name's Simon. Um, and we had so much in common. Uh, we both came from um, Christian families. And I knew that uh, his work took him abroad. 
at that time. But maybe I was blind or deaf, you know, in love, <laughs> that I didn't think that it, uh, I would probably be also moving abroad with him to another country. And that's what happened when we, we got married. And within a few years of getting married, um, we moved to Southern California, a small a city called Redondo Beach, um, a suburb of L.A., and I was absolutely in love with that place. I was excited um, about starting a new life with my husband. Um, and, you know, it was America, the land of opportunity. That's how all immigrants see America. And so I never anticipated that I would have any problems. Um, and it was a lot of change um, going from, you know, the east to the west. The cultures are different. Um, climates are different. Uh, food is different, and everything is different. But somehow I was confident that I can cope with all the changes and um, and not have any uh, problems. But within a few weeks, it started to hit me that I was alone in a completely new place. I had nobody to talk to. Um, I was also far away from home, far away from family, culture, community, church, um, and everything that I had basically parked my identity in was taken away. So I felt um, like I was not valuable enough. I was uh, trying to discover who I was. So I, I had these deeper issues about self-worth and identity. And I think my emotional crisis also led to a spiritual crisis, um, coping with so much change, coping with uh, intense loneliness and homesickness, the stress of assimilation, um, tested my faith in God, my relationship with God. And, um, and you know, I thought I was a mature Christian. I knew how to handle um, every problem. But for some reason, I just uh, did not take my issues to God. And I tried all kinds of things to fill that void and to fill that, to um, kind of meet that restlessness. Um, you know, like watching a lot of TV or traveling over the weekends. I used to volunteer close to six, eight hours a, a week. And even though I had not started driving at that time, I would just use buses to go and volunteer because I needed to feel useful. Um, and I also Maybe enrolled in so many classes and learned so many things. Absolutely. Sorry, go ahead. I think, no, that's okay. I just, I can't imagine you came from Hyderabad. I, I love that city. That's where uh, my, several of my friends are from, where my husband has been. But, you know, I guess so that so that was the crisis point was um, mm -hmm. for you when you got here. I mean, how walk us through what that actually looks like. I guess it was a grief and loss process. Did you did you talk to your mom on the phone? I mean, how did you uh, adapt to our food, to our clothing, to um, our styles of worship, all of those things, even at church? Um, what did that what did that look like for you? Oh, that's a very, that's a great question because um, I realized that I was grieving only much later. Um, 
you know, just through prayer and research, I actually came to know that there is a word for this. It's called migratory mourning, where once you migrate, whether it is, you know, cities or countries, um, that you mourn the loss of home and everything familiar. You mourn the loss of what you've left behind. And you're right, there is this amount of uh, grief that you feel, but we don't know that we are feeling it. You know, when uh, initially at least, it was much later that I started to realize that I had to allow myself to grieve. Uh, but to your point about uh, how disorienting the change was, um, I remember the first thing I learned is how to cross the street, <laughs> is that you, you press the button <laughs> and there's a light, and then you, you walk, you just don't, you know, jaywalk like you say, right? So because that's how I was used to crossing the streets. Or um, even how to dress up in cold weather. I never worn boots earlier because, you know, Hyderabad is hot. Even in the winter, um, tennis shoes are fine. No one wears boots. It's not that cold. So I had to look around and learn. And I never asked anyone. I was embarrassed to look like a fool or to, to expose myself as a newcomer who didn't know anything. So I didn't ask, but I would just look around at how people dressed and try to <laughs> imitate that. Uh, small things like, you know, when you go to a restaurant, I know people here are so polite, uh, right? And, and you you thank the stewardess or steward a hundred times, and you make eye contact with them, small chat, just something that we're not used to doing in India. You just go to a restaurant, the person serves you food, you eat. Sometimes you don't even take notice. You just say thank you, leave a tip. So um, that was a change for me to, um, uh, even not just in the restaurants, everywhere, waiting for a bus, uh, smile and talk to you. Um, and like you mentioned, church was different. The way we did church was uh, very different. The first church that we went to here, it was within a week of landing. We just walked to whichever church was nearby. And this happened to be a small church, but mostly um elderly Christians, um, and at first I thought, you know, is this just a gathering for seniors? Um, because there was nobody of our age. But at the end of the service, I was in tears because uh, we were new and we stood out. Like We were the only brown people there, and you could tell we were complete all-round strangers to <laughs> the U.S. Um, but, you know, after the service, the, these women and men, they just spoke to us so kindly. They welcomed us. And worshiping God with strangers, in a way, they're not strangers, right? I felt connected to them, even though I didn't know them. And um, they were so different from me. I was reminded that um, God was here, too, not just, you know... Uh, in India, right? Oh, I hate to I say it, but we... Too. Yes, we are running out of time. I hear the music. MabelNinen.com. I want you to go to MabelNinen.com to learn more about her. Such a beautiful, wonderful friend from India. And she, as she said, heaven is our home and we're just passing through in this earth. I'm so honored to have you. We'll continue our conversation on the next show. I am Jennifer Jackson, and you are listening to Simply for Women.
We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.